Welcome. You're listening to the podcast of First Church in Woodland, California, Pastor Timothy Wisnett. We're so glad you could join us, and we pray that this message you're listening to today is a blessing to your day, and I want to invite you also to visit us online at firstchurch.app to get connected with us and learn about our service and upcoming events, and uh, we hope that we can connect with you and see you soon. Verse 24, and the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two and give half to the one and half to the other. Now, most of you are aware of this story, two women claiming that one, that this child was both of theirs came to the king to settle a dispute and arguing over whose baby it was. And so the king said, all right, we'll, we'll just take care of this nonsense. Right Cut the baby in half and let them have each. Let each one of them have a half. Verse 26, then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king. For her bowels yet yearned upon her son. And she said, oh, my Lord. Give her the living child and in no wise slay it. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. Verse 27. Then the king answered and said, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. Give her the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother. That, that is a mother's intuition right there. If it's got to live out of my sight, if, if I don't get what I want, just let the baby live. Now that's true motherhood right there. And I, I want to talk to you mothers here, so men don't check out on me. I'll get you next month. And the ladies don't check out on you. But I want to speak to our, 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 our mothers and to all of us today. And I want to preach on mothers in the presence of the king mothers in the presence of the king would you pray with me jesus i thank you for your word i thank you for this wonderful occasion that we have come together to celebrate these beautiful moms and these wonderful ladies and the future moms lord i pray that you would open our understanding through your word and i pray that you would give us strength and i pray that you would give us insight oh god Today, I pray that these mothers leave here feeling appreciated and feeling also, Lord, the weight of their responsibility to raise their children and be an example for their children in the fear of the Lord. God, we give you thanks for this day and we give you thanks for these ladies. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. Turn to somebody and tell them, Mother's in the presence of the King. Solomon, who we know the Bible says, was the wisest king to ever live. He was the king of the nation of Israel, and he was chosen uh, to to judge and establish the throne of his father David before the Lord forever. 
And in chapter 3, King Solomon had a dream. And God told him in chapter 3 in this dream, God said, whatever you ask of me, I'm going to give you. Now, that, if God poses that question to us, probably our instant reaction is not going to be what Solomon's reaction was. And Lot would probably say, you're going to give me one thing, okay, give me more choices. <laughs> King Solomon could have asked for a multitude of different things, but he requested. Above all, he said that he wanted wisdom, the ability to have discernment in all situations. King Solomon desired to be able to judge each situation that he faced adequately. And this pleased the Lord so much that God granted him his request along with all the riches and honor that he would have sought for also. Now, Revelation chapter 17 and verse 14 says, speaking of Jesus, for he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. I want you to know I am so glad this morning that we have a king that knows what's right and what's wrong. That we serve a God who can discern between good and evil. Amen. Amen. And I'm so glad that he put his spirit within us. Amen. That if we will seek him, that we could easily discern between right and wrong and good and evil. Those, those abilities to understand that are not reserved for a few, but it has been given to all those that seek the Lord, amen, and all those that are filled with his spirit. We've been talking about this for uh, since January in a Bible study about how that, that God has hidden wisdom and knowledge and understanding for those that seek him, amen. He understands, amen, my intent. He he understands my heart. He understands my prayer. He understands my cry. He is not only my judge and my king, amen, but he's the redeemer of my soul. And he understands. He discerns when nobody else understands. When nobody else can understand why I feel the way I feel, God knows. When no one understands how to comfort me, God knows. When no one else has compassion, when everyone else is out of love, God's not because he's full of mercy and he's full of grace and we serve a God that will make a way where there seems to be no way. That's the kind of king we serve. That's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. God is not worried about your shortcomings. God is not worried about your past. God is touched by the feeling of your infirmities. God is moved by the sound of your voice when you call his name. He rejoices when you overcome evil. He rejoices when you overcome even the smallest of temptations. 
And when you fall, amen, he cries when you cry, amen. He is touched with the feeling of our infirmity. He is moved by you so much so that the psalmist would write in Psalms 126 and 5 through 6, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, uh, weepeth and uh, bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with them. Even though weeping may endure for a night, amen, our promise is that joy is going to come in the morning. And no matter how frustrated your faith may be, and no matter how weary with your battle you may be, I want you to know the Bible also promises us, uh, amen, that no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment will the Lord condemn, amen. I'm glad I serve a God of wisdom. I'm, I'm glad I serve a God that is discerning. I'm glad I serve a God that has understanding. I'm glad I serve a God with compassion who the Bible says he pities his children. Amen. Amen. He, he pities his children. That, that, that doesn't mean pity in the sense of, amen, like, like feeling uh, ineptly sorrowful for somebody who's not smart enough pity means pity means a very sincere form of compassion he pities us amen he looked that's what the bible says in the book of psalms he pities his children amen he doesn't look at you in your struggle and get angry he doesn't look at you in your fall and get angry he looks at you and says oh i pity them amen because he knows what it's like how many of us as parents have watched our children struggle with something that you struggled with as a child whether it was math or whether it was word comprehension or something and you struggle you didn't look at them and think what a dummy you looked at them and thought oh i remember when i struggled with that i remember how difficult that was for me, have you ever watched children or your children uh, try to make friends or try to fit in with a group and they didn't quite fit in? Amen. You have pity on them because you yourself have been there. I want you to know that God, uh, amen, revealed in flesh through Jesus Christ. Uh, he knows what it's like to be alone. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to not fit in. He knows what it's like to thirst and to hunger. And I want you to know you serve a God. God, the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Amen. But he is not emotionless in his relationship with you, but he loves you and he is touched with the feeling of your infirmities. It's amazing that the Bible says while Solomon offered up an offering and a sacrifice in Jerusalem while he was making a feast before God, that these two mothers that walked in and they came before the king he was in the midst of a party he was having if you would a night 242 on steroids i mean after all it was the king and the palace was palatial and the food 
was out of sight and everything was over the top and it was a feast, but it was unto the Lord. Amen. And these two women, amen, they come breaking into this ceremony. Amen. How dare they interrupt the king? And when you see their social status, it's quite even more shocking because first Kings chapter three and verse 16 said, then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. These were two women that worked the streets. These were two women, amen, that were bound by sin in their lives. Amen. But they came before the king. They got to a place of desperation that this mother, knowing that that was her child, said, I know if I get in the presence of the king without invitation, I can lose my life. Isn't that just like the heart of a mother? She takes no thought for her own self. Uh, amen. When the wolf comes running at her child, uh, she takes no thought for herself when her child steps into a busy street. Uh, she doesn't second guess or second uh, take a second examination about what might happen to her. But that mother steps in and says, no matter what the cost, no matter what's going to happen here, I'm going to put myself between me and, and my baby and the danger that is coming their way. I don't got time to preach on it, but I could I could stay there for a very long time. These women, amen, they were not of the right bloodline. Amen. They were not of the right social status. They were not even in communion with God. They were women of the night. But when the need got so desperate that her child was going to be taken from her, I can see the real mom as she grabs the fake mom by the wrist and she drags her her through the courts of the king and she drags her into the feast while the music is playing amen while the glasses are clicking and while the plates are being scraped as food is being put in the mouth of all the royal guests and this mom runs in and she begins to interrupt him I can see the crowd as they begin to think who do these harlots think that they are who do these women of ill repute think they are to disrupt the king. They're not of the right bloodline. Amen. They're, they're not of the right lineage. They don't have the right social status. Oh no. But you see Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody's perfect. And I believe that there are mothers that are sitting even in this house right now who are willing and ready to walk in to the midst of the feast and cry Master, I need your help this morning. Restore my dreams. Restore my hopes. Restore my vision. Restore my life. Restore my children and my family. You see, what moves God is not somebody who's got it all together, but what moves God is somebody that's willing to step in the middle of a situation and say, I've got to touch the hem of his garment. I've got to talk to the king right now. Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell somebody this morning, don't divide the baby. Your miracle is on its way. Don't divide the baby. Your help is on its way. Don't divide the baby. God's going to intervene. 
He's going to come through just on time. I know it may be Mother's Day on a Sunday morning and you're all put together, amen, and you're just trying to get through the church service, but in you, your heart is leaping and you're saying, I can't fix this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And God says, don't divide the baby. I've come to help you in your time of need. I've come to reach you in your time of pain. You may feel like one of these two mothers, but you can still step into the fullness of your appointed destiny this morning. Come let your soul weep and yearn before the presence of the king. I'm preaching about mothers in the presence of the king. I know it may seem difficult, amen, to get in the presence of God, but all he is looking for is broken people who are sincerely searching for him. And let me tell you something. If you seek him, you will find. If you knock, it shall be open unto you. He will show up if you reach for him. He will hear you if you cry out to him. The only prayers that go unanswered are the prayers that go unprayed. Let me say that again. The only prayers that go unanswered are the prayers that go unprayed. You don't have to raise your hand, but does anybody feel like you're in a mess today? Does it feel like everything is upside down? Well, I want to tell you something. The king is the answer. The feast is not the answer. The food is not the answer. The palace is not the answer. You know what the answer is? The answer is the king. All you got to do is get in the presence of the king. All you got to do is get in the presence of the king, mama. You got children that need God. Do you got family members that are away from God? Well, guess what? All you need to do is get into the presence of the king. Let me tell you about this king. His name is King Jesus. And no matter how big a hole that you've dug for yourself in life, King Jesus has the answer to all of your problems. It doesn't matter what has come up against you. King Jesus has the answer. You may feel like you're late. You may feel like you're here, amen, like an uninvited guest to the party. But I've come to tell you, you're at the right place, at the right time. Satan will do his very best to divide the baby. That, that's why we need mothers that will cry for their children in 2023. I, I, I don't want to plunge deep into this because I'm sure it's the consensus of everyone here or every sane person here. Our world is falling deeper into the filth of sin. Our world is being plunged. Our nation is being plunged into the depths of darkness, sin, and degradation to a level we've not known before. And we need the sword more than ever. But we don't need the sword to divide the baby. We need the sword to push back the forces of the enemy. 
Hear me. Hear me, Satan and this new age humanistic agenda has the sword to the throat of our children. Amen. We need to grab the sword and we need to say this is not how we, we're not going to divide the baby. We're going to take the sword and we're going to go to battle for our children. We're going to go back to battle for our future generations. We're going to pick up the sword. Amen. And we're going to go out and we're going to get on our knees and we're going to pray. We're going to get on our knees and we're going to fight. We're going to get on our knees and we're going to to call out to God. We're going to get on our knees and we're going to go to war and we're going to pray against the agenda of the time. I'll tell you what Woodland needs, what California needs. Amen. We need less political rhetoric and we need more praying parents. We need more moms that say don't divide the baby. Satan is everywhere we look trying to, defi- trying to divide the baby. Our culture is spinning out of control. The family unit is breaking down. Our sons and our daughters, they need mothers that are going to cry out, save the baby. When the pressure of new social norms say, get in line with our agenda, we need moms that say, don't divide the baby. As a matter of fact, my child... Is not to be offered up on your table. We, we, we need moms that say, no, no, you're not going to do that to my child. We, we need moms. I'll get to your dads on Father's Day. Let me preach to some moms right now. Because you know what we need? We need some moms of courage, of their conviction, say, you're not only going to, no, you're not even going to teach my child that mess. And whatever the schools try to teach them is normal. I'm going to open up the Bible and say it's wrong. You see what we need is we need mothers in the presence of the king. Not in the courts of compromise. Not in the palace of acceptance. We need mothers in the presence of the king saying don't divide the baby. Don't divide the baby. We need some old-fashioned mamas that know how to call on God and weep over their children and the children of this generation and say, no, don't divide the baby. Where are the Rizvas in this generation? Where are the Rizvas in this generation? The Bible said that Rizva, after her sons were hung, she sat there night after night, week after week, and she beat the buzzards off of their carcasses. She would not let the wild animals touch the carcasses of her sons and even the young men who were half-brothers to her sons. She would not allow their bodies to be desecrated by the wild animals or the birds of the field. You can sit there and say, I'm glad I don't have to deal with this issue. My kids are grown. I'm glad I don't have to deal with this issue. My kids are out of the house. I'm going to tell you something, Mama. We need some rispers to say, it may not be my kid in that classroom. It may not be my kid on social media. It may not be my child in this generation or that age, but I'm not going to let Satan divide the baby. I am going to pray. I am going to reach out to heaven with everything 
everything that I have. I'm going to get in the presence of the king. Amen. That's what we need in 2023. We need some mothers in the presence of the king that will say, not this generation. Not my nephew or my niece. Not my granddaughter or my grandson. Amen. I'm going into the presence of the king and I'm going to intercede. Don't divide the baby. Oh, hallelujah. You are destined to be a godly mother because you know what's right and wrong. God has placed you on this earth for this very hour. You have a destiny that God has specifically made for you. Don't divide the baby. Don't compromise your destiny. Get in the presence of the king, mama. Too many mothers have divided the baby because they've been led into deceit. Satan loves to whisper the worst things in our ears at the worst time. We hear things like, you're a failure, or it's too late for you. If this, if this sounds familiar to you, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. The only reason why the devil is saying that is because he's worried. The devil is worried because you have enormous potential. He's saying that because you got the potential to live a godly life and a fruitful life for the kingdom of God. And he's telling you that because he's got more faith in you than you've got faith in you. Satan won't fight what he's not fearful of. Amen. Amen. God has a blessing for you. God has a destiny for you. God has a plan for you. Amen. So great that it cannot be comprehended. Amen. In the mindset that you're in right now, you wouldn't be able to understand all the details and the fine print. So what you need to do right now is put your hands up and petition the Lord and say, don't divide the baby. Don't divide the baby. I'm here to petition. I don't know what this baby's going to grow up to be. I don't know, God, what you're ultimately going to do in my life. But I don't want it divided now. I'm coming before you. I'm coming into the presence of the king. And I'm petitioning the king. Don't divide the baby. King Solomon called for the sword. The sword was the tool of wisdom that would bring the real mother to her destiny. Let me say that again. The sword was the tool that would bring the real mother to her destiny. The answer to all your troubles and the answer to all your problems are still in the sword. It's called the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mama, the sword's gonna answer all your problems. 
You got to get in that book. You got to raise them children and them grandchildren. You got to be the influence of this generation. Amen. You got to raise them up in the fear of God. You got to raise them up. Amen. In the shadow of the cross. I want you to know something that the love that you express or withhold is a life changing influence that impacts your children for the rest of their lives. You may not recognize it yet, but all of you are God's creation. Listen to me, mama. You don't need to be perfect to coming to God. In fact, no one is perfect and we all fall short of that mark. But what God is looking for is a mother that wants to get into the presence of the king who has great concern about her children and her future and the next generation. Your parents may have been careless. You might have grown up feeling unwanted or not welcome. As a matter of fact, they may have told you you were the result of a careless moment and you were a mistake. But I'm gonna tell you something. You were appointed to be a godly mother. You are no mistake. You are God's miracle. Let me say that again. You are not a mistake. You are God's miracle and God's choice. Listen to me, mama. You need to get into the presence of the king. Don't you beat yourself down. Get before the king. God has brought you into this world and he's raised you for a specific situation and for specific circumstances. Amen. For one, amen, there is no greater purpose in your life than to raise your children up before God and to raise them up to serve God. I don't know what your idea of a perfect child is, but it's not the one to me that makes seven figures a year. It's not the one that owns a, a mansion, a man on the coast and a retreat house in the mountains. But if our children will but serve the Lord, if our children would but serve God, mama, it's the greatest heritage that you can leave that child. Take them before the king. Bring them before the king. I want you to notice what this mother did. What the real mother did. She grabbed the other woman and she drug her in the midst of a feast, knowing she was not properly dressed, knowing she did not have the invitation. She drug her into the presence of the king. And in her arms, in the arms of her adversary, was her miracle. But she knew if I can ever get my adversary and my miracle in the presence of the king, things are going to change. Some of you have walked into this house this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. You have walked in here with depression. You have walked in here with fear. You have walked in here with rejection and loneliness. You've walked in here with all kind of antisocial problems. You walked in here holding on to the pain of abuse and molestation and neglect. Amen. And in the arms of your adversary is your miracle. And the only way you're going to defeat your adversary is when you get in the presence of of the king. I've come to tell somebody
somebody this morning, you're in the right house. You're in the presence of Almighty God. You're in the presence of the King. It doesn't matter what you face. It doesn't matter how strong your adversary is. It doesn't matter how much they lie. It doesn't matter how much they steal or connive. I want you to know you're in the presence of a just king. You're in the presence of a wise king. God is too wise and too loving to put your destiny in the hands of another person. You see, the king has the sword in his, his hands. He wants to deliver you. You see, the king had the only answer to the situation. The king had the complete solution to the problem. But it was up to the mother to be persistent enough to get the answer. I'll tell you what we need today. We need moms who are willing to make a difference. Everyone, everything rather we do is according to the measure of our faith. We must reach beyond the, the parameters of our comfort zone and make a difference. You have to get in the presence of the king. Everybody say the king. You've got to get into the presence of the king. Deuteronomy 30 and 19 says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have, beset, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Mama, you got the choice today. Choose life or death. You have to get in the presence of the king. Either you will choose life or death, blessing or cursing. Either you will save the baby or you will divide the child. Mama, we need you today because you're the biggest difference maker that we need right now. I can't think of a more important task than to seek to ensure that our children are a part of God's kingdom. We, we need real mothers without any pretense. We need mothers. We need mothers full of the Holy Ghost. We need mothers that are willing to intercede and to cry out to God. We need mothers who can help change our children's futures and who can raise them up in the fear of God. We need mothers that no matter what will stand up and do the right thing. Not because it's popular. Not because everybody else says to do it. But we need moms that will stand up and do the right thing and say, i got to get into the presence of the king, invitation or not, I've got to see the king. Don't let, don't let the enemy divide the child. You can read about godly mothers in the Bible from the beginning to the end and how they were trained up and they trained their children in the way they should go. 
But I'm going to tell you something. God is calling mothers today. He is waiting to hear you cry and wants to ease the burden you have for your children because God is calling mothers to become fully devoted to Him. God is calling mothers to be in the presence of the King. The ladies of 1 Kings 3 did not have an invitation. But this morning, the King invites you into His throne room. The King is inviting you into His presence. The only thing you have to force yourself past is your own pride, your own faults, your own failures and shortcomings. Because I'm going to tell you something. The King of all kings is in this house right now. And He's bidding you come. He wants mothers that'll be in his presence. Would you stand with me this morning? Say, you may say to yourself, Pastor, that's a, that's a pretty serious message. In case you haven't noticed, we're living in pretty serious times. The day of playing games is over. Listen to me, Mama, Grandmama, Aunt, listen to me. If you're not passionate about your children's future in God, there is a strategy in hell that is more passionate than you are. Every day, we need to cover our children in the presence of the King. They're pushing. Their anti-God, anti-authority agenda on these children. We don't even have a clue. We see the stuff that's on our face, that's in our face. We see the, the flags and the indoctrination that they're pushing. That's bold. But the stuff they're slipping in, even in the cartoons, it's just, it's just every day they live. There's a hand reaching to divide them. And if the only time you're willing to get in the word with them is when they come to church, you are behind. So far behind. We need some mothers that'll say, I'm getting in the presence of the king. And I'm bringing my baby in the presence of the king. My children may be fully grown, but I'm still bringing them in the presence of the King. I'm going to bring my need and my petition before the King. Pastor, I'm fighting some things. That's okay. Bring your adversary to the presence of the King. Because the King's got a way to render justice like we never could. I wonder if there are any moms in this place right now that'd be willing to take another mom by the hand come to this altar together right now as mothers. I want to open this to mothers to you ladies right now that'll reach out take somebody by the hand say we're going to go to the king. We're going to go to the king.
such an awesome responsibility as, as mothers. As a matter of fact, our, our society in the last 50 years has made your job even harder because they're forcing fathers out of the picture. So it's even harder now. But I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing more powerful, more beautiful, more effective than a mama who knows how to pray, who knows how to call on God, who knows how to go before the king with the baby and say, don't divide the child, but let it live. I want you to take the hand of that mom near you right now. And on this Mother's Day, I want you ladies to do what we men cannot do. I want you just to lift your voice right now, Mama. And I just want you to pray over your children. I want you to pray over your grandchildren, your nieces and your nephews. I want you to call on God for them right now. In Jesus' name, don't divide the child. Come on, this is powerful because this is mothers in the presence of the King. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, moms. Go ahead and lift those voices. There's nothing like a praying mother who lifts up her voice. Hallelujah. When this woman got before the king, she cried out with everything she had. This is my child. This is my baby. This is my family. Come on, mama, that's it. Lift that voice. Yes. Thanks again for joining us for this podcast. It's such an honor that we could have you and we pray you were blessed by the word today. We want to stay connected with you and so give us a follow on our social media pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can find all of those on our website at firstchurch.app. You can also stay connected with us through that uh, website and you can download it as an app on your phone from there. And so until the next time, we pray you're blessed. Have a great week in Jesus' name.